How to use time budgeting to focus more on the things you actually want to concentrate on. I had this example. I, it's a very specific example. And it's this. For the last years, I trained, I tried to train. So this means either going to the gym or going onto a run. Going for a run, actually. That's the correct grammatical form. I try to do these things at a very specific time. What this allows you to do is, instead of having to worry whenever you want to do the run, not whenever, but when actually you want to do the run, you don't, you don't, that's it. You don't plan, basically, but you base everything on the time. Why does it work? Or what's the bigger idea behind it? So first of all, if we take a look at budgeting, often it is used in finance. What does it mean? It means that we have different buckets for different purposes. This could mean that we have a bucket for nutrition and food, that we have a bucket for clothes, we have a bucket for our children maybe, and things like these. So whenever now you don't have money in the clothes bucket anymore, you don't just grab the food bucket and get the same money. Why does this help? Because theoretically, it's a misconception, you could say. It's theoretically a psychological distortion effect that is not correct. But nevertheless, we use it in order to simplify decision theory. You could say theory, but also decision management. Choice architecture, you could say. It's choice architecture. And you are architecting your choices or the amount or opportunity, not the amount of opportunity, but the possibility of the choices you actually can make in the future. You edit them in the past in order to not have to think about them in the future. This can be constraining something. This can also be opening something up. But by thinking about it in the past already, before, you prepare already something for your future self. You are setting a default. And this default is this. Whenever the, the clothes bucket, for example, is empty, you just don't have money for clothes anymore. And you just then don't buy clothes. But you wait until either the clothes bucket is full again or, well, you just wait, I guess. Now, when it comes to time, time is essentially very similar. We have all this time and all the time units are the same, kind of. We have seconds, we have minutes, we have hours. And time, of course, is not really... Time itself doesn't care about our, our system of hours, minutes, days, months, weeks... But time itself, it's just there. And apart from time being relative and things like these, we just now assume time is constant and also it doesn't really make sense to talk about things like these when it comes to topics like these. When we now assume time is just there and it comes and it goes, then we have to divide the time into time buckets. And one of these time buckets humans have used is the day. Of course, there are also other time buckets. You could also say units. But it's not the same concept as units. Because a unit is just something smaller, basically. It's just a certain portion of something bigger. So a unit could be the kilogram. It could also be an hour. Hours, minutes, seconds are units of time. And if we now think about the time and how we perceive time, then the main focus is the day, I would say. Because the day is the single unit that repeats and that actually has some, some logic behind why it repeats in this way. A week, for example, doesn't really have a logic behind it. Of course, there are some made-up logics made 
or principles or systems made up by people in the past that lived in the past and now we still have weeks, years. But a year, for example, is again based on something that is actually happening on the seasons and the change of seasons and temperature and also, yeah, temperature and that's basically what happens within a year. The Earth rotates around the Sun and because it's kind of in an incline, things happen that actually mean that sometimes things are warmer and sometimes it's colder outside. And also there's more sun and less sun. So this means the gear actually has kind of a physical reason behind it, with the physical reason being the rotation around the Earth. But let's, let's now, and the day is the same. The day is basically whenever the Earth rotates once around its own axis. This means in a day we sleep. So the, kind of more about the day now here. The day is the day and the day makes sense as the unit we actually take a look at when it comes to editing our choices in the future. It makes sense to kind of focus on the day because the day is the thing we can repeat day after day. The day is the thing we can actually perceive. We can actually kind of foresee how we will be or in what mood we will be at the end of the day. Not always, but it's a very limited amount of time. And when it comes to constraining time or using time as a, or using time constraints in order to focus more on the things we actually want to achieve, then it makes sense to have small units we can actually focus on. Because if you focus on things like the rest of your life and what you want to achieve the rest of your life, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, but what should I do now in this moment? Does it actually make sense to now sleep, go for a run, to work, to study? What makes sense now? Because it doesn't make sense if I, for example, if you don't have money, and you should have money for the rest of your life, then it doesn't make sense to sleep right now. That's an obvious paradox. And here is where time bucketing hits us. Time bucketing is not really a phrase on its own, but much more it's commonly known as time blocking or time scheduling. So we take the concept out of finance, which is budgeting, and we apply the budgeting to time. And now if we apply the budgeting to time, it has a different name, which is called or the name is time blocking or scheduling. We already do this to a certain extent, I guess. Many of us do, it, do this whenever we edit something in our calendar. We use the calendar in order for us to remind ourselves that this set time in the future is basically reserved for something. This could be another person, this could be a meeting, this could be a wedding, this could be a date with yourself whenever you go on a run. Now, when it comes to social interactions and calendars, there is this kind of paradox that usually we only or other people only see things like as really important or only acknowledge things as really important if there is somebody else involved, another party involved. This means if you, for example, say that you have to go on a run at this point in time, that that's kind of debatable. If there is not another entity involved, like I have to do this marathon and I signed up for this marathon, therefore I just can't at this date. But this is just about figuring out the social structure, not really the social structure, but much more the social implications behind something like time blocking and scheduling. Now, let's apply this actually. We use the unit of the day. Why? Because the unit of the day is something that repeats day after day again. We could also use the week and it makes sense to use the week for bigger things like how many times a week should I do sport? How many times a week should I 
do something else, like go to work, maybe five days, or five days, maybe six days, it depends. But if we now focus on the day, then we can focus on the things that are actually here. Because the day is, again, something that repeats day after day again. So now we use time budgeting and we come back to the example I mentioned in the beginning. And the example I mentioned in the beginning is this, a specific time for doing sport. Of course, it doesn't always work this way. It depends on what you have to do. But for example, when it comes to sleep, most of us have accepted that there is a certain time of the day where we actually sleep. Actually, many people on this earth accepted that the night is usually the time when we sleep. Of course, there are people who don't sleep in the night, but they have to sleep at some part of the day. And the commonality is that we, in this case, have agreed on a, on a bigger idea of using a certain amount of today for doing a certain activity being sleep. Also, most of us have agreed that we eat a certain amount of times a day. It's something already that can be, I mean, it's not something that is more easily easily manuable as the sleep, because you can just also not sleep. But of course, there are also other factors that contribute to when you sleep and, and whether it actually makes sense to sleep and things like these. But now let's come back to doing sport. What if you treated doing sport as a necessity and you just wanted to find a slot in every single day where you actually kind of could make sure? Of course, there are also other constraints, like if you are a parent and you have to maybe read goodnight to your kids, if you have to overwork, not overwork, but work over hours, I think that's the saying, not the saying, but the phrase, or if you do night shifts, then it's also different. But it has to be, it's not really about making sure everything is the same always, but it's making sure it's as close to being the same as possible. On a single day, this could also be that you find a rhythm in a week that makes sense. For example, going for a run two times a week or going on a, on a long walk one times a week. So obviously you can't think bigger. You can think also, you can also include a week and it also makes sense when it comes to, in general, scheduling tasks I mean, it makes sense, for example, to buy Christmas presents once a year and not three times a year. That's obvious. But at the same time, if you really think about it, there are two factors that are mainly involved whenever we have to schedule a task. The first one is whether this task is something that has to be done once or repeatedly. And repeatedly can be anything from zero to infinity. If a task doesn't have to be done at least one time, then it's basically not a task anymore. So you basically sorted out the task because there is no such thing as, oh yeah, I should do it, but only to point zero. So this means I, you don't do things half because if you do something, of course you can interrupt the thing. And, but in terms of scheduling, this doesn't really make sense. This is what I'm saying. So the first big part is the frequency. And the second big part is the task itself. So every task you will ever do has a frequency, which can be one, or has a frequency that is bigger than one. And within and the frequency basically is not just an absolute number, but the absolute number divided by time. That's a frequency. The absolute number itself is not a frequency. Because if we think about doing a task once, then it's usually not just once, but it's once per our lifetime. Because that's the only bigger, that's the biggest 
time phase we kind of can't think about because there are not more lifetimes. You could still think, oh yeah, our generation of families has to. Of course, but if we do things once, usually it's within a lifetime once. So now we take the frequency and we also take the task itself. And then we determine whether this task should be done and when this task should be done. It's just an optimization problem. If you, for example, decide you want to go for a run, then you just take the year. I don't, you can, can also take 10 years and plan. But if you just take the year, for example, and then you break it down to every single month and then do every single week and every single day, then you could say, I a goal would be to increase the amount of runs I do within a year, within the frequency of a year. Then you could just say, okay, last year I did zero. If I now want to do more, then I could just do one and this would be an increase. And that would be totally solid. That's goal achievement 100%. Now, when it comes to doing things on a regular basis, there are things that can be done on a daily basis. They can be broken down in a way that fixes the amount of time we use on doing this activity every single day. Sleep, for example, makes sense. It doesn't make, really make sense to sleep once a year for a few weeks and then not sleep for the rest of the year because we need sleep. Because sleep, the task of sleep, has a frequency that is every single day. So it's one per day or it's eight hours per day. So it's basically a certain amount of hours per a certain amount of time. So it's basically time divided by time, which is then not a unit anymore. So it's basically just a proportion of time of the day, if we take the day as the proportion or the unit in this case. Now, when we use budgeting now, budgeting is basically saying that a certain amount of the day is for a certain amount of activity, not a certain amount, but for a certain type of activity. Budgeting is saying that in the night we sleep. That's budgeting. That's time budgeting. Budgeting is to say that from nine to five or from eight to from, from eight to four, it varies a little bit. It's work time. And this helps us to not think about, oh yeah, but I also could go on a run like, like at, at two in the afternoon. For most of us, no, because I mean, it also depends what the constraints are. If you are employed and you are in a 9 to 5 situation, then obviously the constraint applies to you. Of course, you could somehow forego this constraint or you could also have like flex flexible work hours and then maybe go for a run in the middle of the day. But when it comes to... I mean, it's just a constraint. That's what I'm saying. And now... We have discussed the task itself. We have also discussed the frequency. Working, for example, the frequency usually is five times a week. This means five times out five days out of the week are pretty much identical in terms of the structure when it comes to the work. And then we have two times that are basically setting off the whole thing. Now, apart from the obvious choice, not really choice architecture, but the thinking behind the frequency and task and just the thinking behind this architecture of time scheduling. There is also something else, which is psychology and how you are actually able to do the things you want to do. And when it comes to actually being able to do the things you want to do, just like time budgeting is a method for simplifying time management, 
Because you don't, don't have to think about, oh yeah, should I sleep at 2 a.m.? Should I sleep at 3 a.m.? Let's just wake up and see if I actually should, should sleep or if, if this is a good time for sleeping. I'm actually awake right now, so I could do like things. Because we accept the constraint of sleeping at night, we don't think about these things because we just sleep at night and we also prevent ourselves from waking us up with using an alarm every 20 minutes just to check if sleeping is still the right priority. But instead, we just accept that this is a constraint, that this is a given. Once we have the default that we sleep every night, we don't have to think about it every night again. So now, what if we took the same approach? And what if there also was a, a psychological trick that could help us to do more of the things we want to do by making more of the choices of our everyday lives, default choices, and therefore just choices we don't have to spend our willpower on. There's a concept when it comes to willpower, and that says willpower per amount of time is kind of fixed. We can reset it. This has to do with the motivation system and the reward system, so serotonin, dopamine, and also adrenaline. But when it comes to resetting this, this is, so there is this concept, this is what I'm saying. and. There have been studies, for example, if you drain the willpower of people by, or not really the willpower, but the system one, not the system one thinking, but the system two thinking. System one is basically the automatic things that our body makes us do and automatically does. And system two, again, is the rational thinking. The rational thinking we actually have to do if we have to do a mathematical calculations. So if you then do a study where you put the people or where you say to these people that they have to solve a mathematical problem and then have to decide whether to eat junk food or normal good food, like clean food, like proper food, then what happens is that if you drain their willpower by them having, by having them solve a mathematical problem before, that they tend to be more likely to choose the junk food because the willpower is kind of just a little bit more drained. And now this same concept happens every single day or this psychological thing happens every single day that if you drain your willpower you will have less throughout the rest of the day usually this is one point of this is one point i want to make right now the other point i want to make right now for you to then understand the following steps is this things that can be done on a daily basis are called habits usually they are not necessarily habits, but if you do them on a daily basis, what happens is this. System two is constrained by a lot of things. We don't have a lot of processing power as the we, we are actually, as the conscious self we are. But most of the things actually are done by system one. And it was a rhyme, even though not intended. So if system one controls so many of our things, like if we had to focus on our breathing patterns all of the time, it would be very difficult to solve mathematical riddles also. It would not be very difficult, but it would be more difficult if we also had to parallel process all of these tasks. System one usually does, like actually keeping sure we are alive, actually digesting, all of these things, actually repairing ourselves after workout. So now, the more we can outsource to system one, so basically we take system two, all the tasks, and we say like, oh yeah, this task is basically something system 
one could also do in this task also it's basically outsourcing outsourcing things we want to do and here is how to do it the more similar things we do repeatedly so on a frequency that is bigger than one again and again and again the more similar they are to each other so every single every single performance of the task the more similar it is to each other the more system two actually uh, analyzes like uh an AI algorithm that these things are things we do again and again and again. And if then you brush your teeth by the 250th time, then system two will already have taken over a huge portion of the brushing teeth part. And then you have time to listen to podcasts while brushing your teeth or to speak to someone or to think about the random things that are appearing in your head. But you just have more capacity to think about these things because System 2 already took all of the data that was already there, analyzed it, and basically stored all of these actions into a now referable file, a sub-program that is then done every time we hit these triggers, like going into the bathroom at a certain time of the day and then brushing our teeth. Now, the same principle can be applied for many other things, like showering for example do you really have to think about oh yeah i have to do this right now and i have to turn on the water no you don't because it's already a habit so now if the best the best approach to making things or to, to turn things into a habit is to make it something that is to make it to turn it into a task that is done daily this is also the reason why many of pregnancy prevention pills actually have to be taken every single day even though they didn't have to be taken every single day if we just so there are basically placebos in there that just established that are just there to establish the habit of taking the pills every single day because then people tend to forget less that they have to take them and this is the reason then the whole procedure works better now that idea now is to use time budgeting for once and to use habit establishment or whatever you want to call it to automate as many things as possible in our life to then release more of our we don't have that more of our willpower but we have to use less of our willpower to do all the tasks that are there every single day a very nice example now is this i mentioned in the beginning already if you decide and you can somehow make it work this is not about oh yeah but i cannot do this at this point in time it's just an optimization problem if you want to do things three times a week like going for a run then you have to find a time and if you don't find a time then the optimization could be that oh yeah i just do it two times a week and then it also works the idea now is if you can do things on a daily basis then habit Optimization kicks in and you actually don't have and all the benefits we just discussed apply when now it comes to time budgeting basically combining these two principles these two principles gives you the following if you now link so time budgeting what what does it do or what is it it's basically setting aside a certain part of the day or of the week for doing something and if you set this aside on a daily basis and it's the same every single day 
what happens now is instead of you going into the bathroom and then triggering the brushing your teeth habit, instead of this habit kicking in whenever you have all these other triggers, like being a little bit tired, uh, also expecting to go to bed, also having done all the things you wanted to do in a day, if you instead used the time itself, the daily time as a trigger for your habit, then at every single point in time in the future where the day repeats again, so at every single day where you still are living, the habit kicks in. Not to full force, because it's only one trigger and there are more triggers and sometimes the time trigger cannot be that strong, especially if you don't do it every single day at the same time. But now, if you are able to optimize habit, the making of a habit, I just can't find a proper word for it. What happens is then that just by hitting the same times every single day, like, oh, it's 8, I have to work, oh, it's 12, I have to eat, oh, it's... It's five in the afternoon, I can finish work. Oh, it's six in the afternoon, I usually go for a run. Oh, it's seven in the afternoon, I usually prepare dinner. Oh, it's it's 11 p.m. and I usually go to bed. If you just hit these points, and this obviously is something you are and many people are, or all the people are using already, just to an extent that could be more optimized by applying these principles just more and more. If you then hit a certain part of the day at any single day in the future, your habit kicks in. And this means for the rest of you, your life, you will have to think less about the things you actually could automate. Of course, sometimes you don't want to automate things. But if you decide to not automate things, the alternative is that you just have to decide these things again and again and again and again. There was a time in my life, now coming back to the example I mentioned in the beginning, where I had this habit of uh, running every second day. So every second day, I knew I had to run. What made it kind of hard is that we still have the concept of a week. And within a week, because a week doesn't have an even amount of days, and also a month doesn't have the same day, so it's basically what is happening. It's not basically what is happening, but it just keeps rearranging the days on which you have to do certain things. And because many of the other things are based on the week, like going to school for five days a day, then it just changes the days you do the thing you want to do every single day. So this means you shouldn't use an even number. The problem is that you cannot really use a system apart from using the week as a system. Because otherwise, the week will always be there and your system will always be there. And if these two don't line up, then they just won't line up ever. So what I switched to, instead of going to a run every second day, I just said, okay, I just use the principle of the week. And if I now hit a certain day, I know I have to go for a run. So this means now what I have established is that I basically train three times a day, <laughs> three times a week. And on the other days, I just use the same time in order to do any sport I like. So it's basically the compromise I found for myself. I don't have to go for a run. I can also do something else like going to basketball or going to bike somewhere or going... It doesn't really matter. I just use the sport example because it's something that's applicable to many people. Because everybody has like... Of course there are people who don't do sport. But you could also use eating, sleeping and working as other examples everybody has to do. I just happened to pick this because it was in my mind before. So now what happens is this. If I now hit a certain time of the day, I just know that now the thing I should do is do sport. And 
This means I don't have to spend the rest of the day thinking about, oh yeah, but I should do sport in the morning or uh, actually it's not as good in the morning and I also don't feel like, and also still have like a little bit of muscle ache and I also don't feel like doing going on a run and I just could do it in the evening. All this, you just have to think about these things. And if it's clear that you just do the same things every single day at a certain point in time, which obviously, again, underlies the constraints of your everyday life. What happens then is that you just don't have to think about these things. I am now making this video and I don't have to think about, oh yeah, but I should do sport now, or I actually should do this other work now, or I, or I should do studying now, or I should uh, do something regarding my finances now, or I should do uh, meeting friends now. It just clears all these things, all these tasks that are basically lining up in your mind. And tasks lining up in our mind, in our basically ever-extending task list, is just not something that's very useful because it just doesn't allow you to focus on the things you actually want to do right now. And doing the things right now as good as you possibly can is the only thing you will ever be able to do for the rest of your life. So therefore, just getting out all of the other things and just using defaults whenever defaults are something that makes sense and using daily habits whenever they make sense and using time budgeting. So a certain part of the day, whenever it makes sense, just makes sense. Just is an optimization process. And the, the closer you get to an optimal solution, the better it is and the less you have to focus on the things you actually don't have to focus on because system two could take them over and the more you have capacity in system one to actually do the things you want to do with system one.